people, good people out there in the land. Welcome to the conversation. I've spoken and opinionated. You guys know it is quarantine. We are still in quarantine, but you already know because guess what I did? I went ahead and took my first vaccine. So I feel like a brand new man. I feel like now I can go party. Ah, don't know yet. But welcome to the conversation. I've spoken and opinionated. My name is Edwin Maya. It's good to be back. Uh, we've been on a little hiatus for a couple of weeks, you know, with the whole working and then the internet work. It's a, it was a lot. But we're back today and we're starting, of course, like I told you guys, we've been advertising the entire week with um, Venice McCoy. We're going to talk about career because what I've noticed is there are a lot of people getting jobs when it's quarantine time. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? If some people can get jobs and other people are trying to get jobs, why don't we get the expert? Why don't we get the person who know how to help you to get that job? And so without, I ain't going to waste no time. I'm just going to jump in because I know you guys are watching and we're going to bring in uh, Ms. Venice in here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, EJ. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome <laughs> to the conversation. Outspoken and opinionated. We are glad that you accepted our invitation. You were here. <laughs> so what you been doing this quarantine? How you been? Actually, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good during this quarantine. You know, it's up and down with everything going on in the social media. But, you know, I think my outlet has been just getting outside, <laughs> getting outside, going to the creek, taking those walks um, in the morning uh, during breaks. And then after work, uh, that has been like my my outlet. <laughs> That's good because I think, you know, I follow you. So I think I've seen some stuff you, you you are posting on social media where you would be like in the woods or something next to the stream and do a video. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. But I'm so scared. I won't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go outside. And then my son, he don't do nature. So he'd be like, mm. Oh, nobody will be out there really when I go. It's just like, it's so peaceful. It is so peaceful. But yeah, but it's good to have you again. Like I said, we're going to talk about career. I know you, the career coach, you, the career mogul, you, the if and but about careers. You can take us to the new job. We kind of make that six figure. So we're ready today. And I am just going to go straight in because um, just tell us who you are, you know, about your business, you know, and all that good stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Again, thanks for having me. My name is Venice, Venice McCoy, and I'm the CEO of Venice Consults. And uh, for us, our mission is career alignment. So um, <clears throat> for me, it's not uh, just to go ahead and get that six-figure resume or just to make sure we have all these things like, oh, it's, it's paying me this much or I got these particular like benefits and all that. My whole concern is does this align with who it is that you are and who it is that you are becoming? And, you know, for that particular reason, it's like people can go ahead and get their bomb resume. You get their bomb resume and you didn't left this job that you didn't like. And now you over here in another one three months after that honeymoon phase is over with three months and you ticked off. And it's like, what the heck? But you just wasted all that money on their resume. And so, you know, I've gone through that. I've experienced that, um, you know, myself before. And it's like you have to just take time to sit back and get to know who you are and figure out what it is that you really want um, before you call yourself just jumping ship. OK, good. So we, of course, we like to research um, our guests. We like to know about them so we don't come a little crazy. But when we, me and the team was looking at it, we realized that, you know, you really focus on women. You know, everything was about and women gonna get a job and how to help women and so i just want to know is there something in there for guys is there something in there for us it is i mean guys can benefit from it too but i've been noticing that women have been gravitating to me i do have men followers and everything and sometimes i will get men in the dms that'll ask questions as well thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> but no i don't discriminate i can help men as well okay so let's just go into it. So uh, what I have noticed, you know, with social media and everything happening, we've all stayed home for a year and a year plus, and there is this new branding. Um, I feel that the fact that people can get on Zoom and people can work from home or remote work and all this kind of stuff that some companies were focusing in, um, I just want, um, what, how is this new branding going to be? How can people really sell themselves with this new infrastructure that down they have that I can work from home? Mm -hmm. So how, how do they make like that shift to go ahead and yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, so far as looking for, I'm making sure I'm understanding like your question. So, so far as uh, how do I obtain a position that has uh, this particular like working from home or how do I rebrand myself, period? How do I rebrand myself, period, into this new working from home? Oh, I got you. I got you. You have to be open minded, you know, um, is what I felt like. You have to be completely open minded. You have to uh, have boundaries um, to be able to because it's like you don't have that supervisor that's standing over your you know, shoulders and stuff like that. And so if you do get a position um, uh, that's showing that's going to, you know, where you are going to work from home, you have to show that you are, you know, a self-starter. <laughs> you got to show that, hey, I'm diligent and I'm going to go ahead and get these particular projects or whatever it is that they have assigned to you. Make sure that you get those done on time. And so if you can be able to show that, hey, um, I'm doing these things at work already, or uh, I was doing these pre-COVID, uh, prior prior to COVID, instead of you know someone always having to come and ask me, hey, what's, where's this assignment? Where is this assignment? You know, you you're, you're past due date. We're past due date, and so you just have to be able to highlight those key points of factors that are definitely uh, more attractive to the employers that are looking for people that can't work from home. So that leads us right into the next question. I'm just going to go straight into resume. So what what are the pointers? that people can gain right now to gain attraction on the resume? Um, so in regards to the resume, one, you need to make sure that it is like neat and succinct. <laughs> uh, but, but, but overall, I say with the resume is you have to make sure that you're speaking the employer's um, language. Um, and with that, uh, you know, you, I'm pretty sure you, you, you read the book, uh, Five Love Languages. Yes. Okay, so you know this is this 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 is where I get it from. So you know, in five love languages, you have someone and they're saying, okay, uh, and you you have this significant other spouse, and you and you, and you think that you're loving them right, you know, and it's like I'm 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 giving you gifts, I'm giving you gifts, and it's like that person is not um, not receiving that as love, so to speak, because their love language is quality time. It's like I don't give a dang about these daggone gifts, and so. <laughs> You know, and so with that, you have to take that same mindset um, that he was speaking. About. I want to say the author was Gary Chapman. You have to take that same mindset and look to see what it is that they're what, what they're looking for and speak within their language. And so um, what I say to do is one thing that I have like some of my clients do is if you, you one, you have to make sure that that, you know, that this is the particular job that you want. Don't just be out here just i'm about to apply for um it specialist and then i'm about to apply for this construction and then i'm about to apply for you know administration you know and for that reason your resume is like all over the place you know and so uh you have to take about you know maybe like five uh you could do 10 sometimes i say 10 is better take about five if if find out what it is that you want to do <laughs> and let's say that you are interested in one particular aspect of like it and so if this is this it specialist let's go ahead and look at some other particular job announcements that is speaking about this this field of it or whatever as well and so with that you're going to review that and see oh okay so i'm seeing that out of these 10 particular jobs, they keep on asking that they, they keep on asking for this is the number one thing that I asked for. This is the number two thing that they asked for. And so for that, you finding out the things that they are most interested in commonly. And so therefore, you don't have to constantly switch and change your resume up each time that you are applying, because my resume is already speaking the language of the prospective employers. And so I say that and I say, keep it, keep it short, <laughs> keep it short. You know, uh, one to two pages should be ideal um, and making sure that you also are having it. Like I said, you're speaking in a language, but making sure that it is readable. Like, don't be sitting up here changing stuff all the time. <laughs> like, um Making sure that you have, you know, the things that are that are highlighted. Make sure that you have like the education uh, that's highlighted. Making sure that you have uh, the job tasks that you're speaking about. You have to speak to them in in ways that it's uh, that is showing that you're solving a problem. Okay, and so since you were talking about that, I just want to go. I was still doing the career objective thing on the resume. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, uh, but. 
you don't really have to <clears throat> you can put it there but I, I look at it as kind of sort of like a space it, it's taking up too much space to be honest with you oh, because yeah. if you're applying we know that the objective is i know that you want you're applying for this job because you want to do an it specialist position and so for that reason there's no no real point for you to um for you to reiterate that to me you can do uh you can do a statement at the top to where it's a um a summary of your highlights so to speak um i'll go ahead and i'll have them replace the objective with that that way it's more eye-catching and it's some of the things some of the highlights some of your top three things like stands out to them but not it's not the objectives <clears throat> okay so that's another thing that's also happened. So now you have people who have the education, they have people who also have the experience. So when it comes to education and experience, which one is important and when is it important? Which one is important? They're both important, uh, but it it, dep it depends on that that job announcement that you're looking for. There's a there's a job announcement. You know, it's not a it's not a catch all. You know, if if the job announcement is speaking highly about, hey, we we highly prefer, we would highly uh, like like a candidate to have this education, then yeah, then that is very very important. And you make sure that you have that listed on there if you have that particular reputable um uh education but a lot of times honestly you know experience because you can have that 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 degree and it's like but it because for me depending on what type of the degree it is a lot of times when you think about it whenever you went to school did you really learn how to do that particular job while you were in school no a lot of exactly you know a lot of times that's not the case and so what school is is most of the time is knowledge and the experience shows uh, at this place on your resume that hey i actually can apply the knowledge that i have obtained and so i would definitely say that yeah they're both um important but the experience is a lot more important uh and making sure that you are communicating the experience there on your resume okay so i want to go into the interview segment because I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, I would say I have an interview in the last seven years. Uh -huh. um, I've been at the same position. And so now with this whole quarantine and everything's happening, people are trying to change career or they realize that, okay, I'm probably need more money. So I need to update my skills. So what's the best preparation when it comes to preparing for an interview? The best preparation is mock interviewing. <laughs> mock interviewing. You can always Google some lovely like interview questions um, to and, and have one of your friends go ahead and ask you those questions. <clears throat> A lot of people don't like to have quote unquote pre-written um, answers to some of those statements, but to me, it's very important to go ahead and have those. So um, what I do is I have my clients go ahead and I'll have like the questions that I have prepared for them. And um, I have them go ahead and write out what they think would be good to stay to say, and then I ask them certain questions on the spot. They don't know what questions it is that I'm gonna ask them, but I ask them those particular questions on the spot so they can get um, comfortable with communicating what it is that they have already like written down. It's just, these are just like ideas because it's like just in case they ask something, it's like, okay, oh, I can use this here or I can use it there. And so having that, that's very important. Another thing that I do with mock interviews is I will actually practice my interviews in front of the mirror. <laughs> People might think that it's like crazy in front of the mirror. And I mean, use your phone, take that phone and record yourself to see what it was that you look like, because you need to, you need to be aware of a lot of your different type of mannerisms that you actually are displaying that could be a turn off or it could be, or it could be very, very helpful. And so I would say that's very ideal. You also need to make sure that you have a set of questions during the interview as well. And so have out, they say about three, but I say about have five to six maybe different ones because when you're in the midst of having that particular like that interview, uh, what they're gonna do is sometimes they might be answering some of those questions while you're already in the room before it gets to your point you know uh before yeah. it gets to your turn to be able to ask those questions and so then when they ask you hey do you have anything that you'd like to ask us and then you sitting there like a dump on the log and you ain't got, <laughs> you ain't got nothing to contribute you know 
And so um, it's good to show that you have questions because it shows that you're actually interested. Um, and not just to have like those questions, you need to make sure that you are reviewing their their website and seeing, hey, is there anything like that came up like in the news, um, you know, about them as well? Uh, making sure that the questions are very, very relevant, not just uh, not just basic, because it could be a question to where you could probably offer um, some type of like insight or uh, a recommendation, so to speak, to show, hey, I've been researching you um, and these are the things that I've that I've seen. And this is what I feel like how I could be able to come and be a part of your team um, and solve problems with you guys. So those are the things that are very, very important for interviews. Oh, and another thing, take take a pen and take a pencil, uh, the paper, the notepad, and write and, and, and have everything um, so the way you can write things down. Uh, making sure that you're writing. So it, it shows that you're attentive yeah. during the interview. And it's showing that, um, okay, a lot of times, sometimes you might have to go ahead and write down that question. Oh, well, let me, can you reword that, you know? If they don't just answer the question, if you don't, if you don't understand what the question is, tell them you'll understand what the question in, in the way of, hey, can you rephrase it? I, I think that this is what I heard. Uh, can um, am I am I correct there or can you you know give me a, a, a better way? I want to make sure that I answer your question accordingly. OK, so still on interview, um, I've had uh, uh, people um, ask these questions. So, you know, they feel that if they're going to a corporate interview, they need to dress corporately. If they're going to, uh, let's say, for example, you're going to Target, you can wear slacks and a polo shirt. Or if you're going to, uh, uh, if you're going to a restaurant to, for a server job, you can dress, you know, uh, uh, business casual. So I just want to get your feel. Is there's different kinds of dress code when it comes to an interview? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> for me i've always gone ahead and just i'm not gonna dress casually yeah. <laughs> like, period for an interview you know you're trying to show them because what it is you're doing is you're representing that company and so you have to show them hey i'm willing to put my best foot forward um and let me go ahead i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't do a polo um i honestly wouldn't necessarily do you know business casual either i would go ahead and uh not necessarily say that you have to have on a tie or that you have to have on um a um a blazer so to speak uh but i would definitely say like a button down like a shirt that you have on right now um as well as like some slacks or like a skirt um or a dress uh that's you know definitely long enough <laughs> and stuff like that yeah, you don't want to go up in there with no little short, no little short mini skirt uh, for no interview. <laughs> okay, so as I just want to pull this in because you know, as the world is changing, mm -hmm. and a lot of things is being accepted, and people are trying to run away from lawsuit. We have issues where I remember when I started interview graduating from college. When I was in college, my four years in college, I had an afro. I didn't cut my hair. Right. So when I graduated, I was so you need to get your hair cut because if you're going to start going to interviews, you need to look neat. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now um, with everything going on, women, um, African-American women are using the natural hair. Um, you know, they're Caucasian women who have color in their hair and color streaks. So does it take away from the, the appearance of an interview? You know what? That is... A very touchy subject uh and i'm glad that you asked it uh, because i have struggled with that you know in my past you know to be honest with you um i it was very interesting you had made the statement that uh you wanted to keep it neat yeah. and it's like well who told us as you know africans as african americans that an afro is not neat you know, and so uh, it, it it is neat. Like this is the way that, you know, the way that your hair grows out of your scalp. Um, unfortunately, in, in, in spite of the world uh, evolving and us moving forward, unfortunately, you still do have some employers that are um, really uh, that, that, that are discriminatory. <laughs> and so uh, the person, and, and so neat is subjective um, with that. And I would just say that the person has to really, that's that's up to them on what it is that they want to do. Um, a lot of times I'll go on an interview with like some braids 
um, um, I wear like my natural hair um, so far as sometimes I have I done, I think I've done like my Afro before. Honestly, I like to see who it is that I'm going to be working with because a lot of times what you can, what, what happens is we've, we contribute. I'm not saying that, that we start with the whole discrimination and everything, but we contribute to it in the sense that, okay, let me go ahead and go get this, 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 this weave. Mm-hmm. And then when I go ahead and I wear my natural hair and they are like shocked and it's like, who is this person? Now they ask all these questions. It's like, well, you kind of sort of gave them a a different image of who it is that you are, you know? And so I kind of like to see who it is that um, it's hard because you, you, you want the position, but at the same time, I want to be in a position that, that accepts me as that accepts me and my and my original beauty for who it is that I am. Not not I'm I'm more than this this display, um, this physical you know display. Um, I can contribute whether my hair is in an afro or whether my hair is straight. But I don't want you making a decision on me getting the position just because of that. But again, that depends on the person. Do they feel like that they rather go ahead and change their hair? Um, <clears throat> Just for the sake of this interview, it's it's I, I I don't really too much advise against it or for it, so to speak. It's that one is definitely up to up to that particular person. You got to research that particular employer and see, okay, what do they stand by? Do they seem to be like a particular like racist, uh, you know, employer? Uh, have they had different complaints and stuff like that in the past? Uh, I probably don't want to work for them anyway. Okay, cool. Um, another question, just looking at interview. And so, so you have people, you know, where they have tattoos and stuff like that. And there are employers where, you know, they're, they're a little bit skeptical about tattoos and piercing and all that kind of stuff. And I know back then, um, when we were looking for jobs, you were told again, take your piercing out and cover your tattoos. Mm -hmm. But now that if this person is if I am bringing my authentic self to this employer and I'm telling you who I am, is it okay for me to wear my multiple earrings and show my tattoos? Show my tattoos. It would depend on, for that one, I would say it depends on the industry, you know, um, that you're going ahead. You you have to make sure that you are researching where it is that you're going. And if this is something that it seems like that they're quote unquote like okay with that then by all and this is who it is that you want to make sure that you're being on the job on a regular basis just like with the hair then by all means you can go ahead and you can display those what do the tattoos say let me let, let me go ahead and say that too you know like that's one thing people be mad about them saying some different stuff with the tattoos but what do the tattoos say like what are they what are they saying does it have a lot of um vulgar expressions that are there that's being displayed oh, that's the case, then i probably would go ahead and and not have those because i will go ahead and probably go ahead and cover up it is it, subjective but it's also subjective in the sense on what what is it what does what does the tattoo state uh what is it what what is the purpose behind the tattoo okay so i have one question i just want to go back to interview um mm-hmm. we talked about you know asking questions when is a good time to ask that really, really uncomfortable question, the money question. The money question? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the money question, I would say it. So one, I would need you would need to know, OK, um, is is there are, are there two or three different like interviews that's going on? Uh, you know, for I wouldn't necessarily probably ask too much like at the beginning on the first interview. Um, because it's like, oh, this person, you know, kind of sort of just, just wants that. And now some people would advise to, Hey, go ahead and ask it on the first interview, because you don't want to be sitting up here wasting your time interviewing in it's, and it's paying boo, and it's paying boo boo money, you know? And so you just wasted your time. And I honestly don't feel like it's a waste of time. I feel like you're getting practice. You're getting practice on your interviewing skills is what I feel like, you know? And so, um, uh, I would say, um, when they call you back for that second interview, <laughs> mm, okay. you can go ahead and you can ask, you can ask them. I was wondering, Hey, what are the, uh, what are the, uh, salary? Um, what does the salary range for this particular, like in, in, um, for, 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 for this particular position and what are they, um, what are the promotions are there? Is this position promotional as well? 
So, you know, there are times where on the uh, um, uh, uh, on the announcement, they will tell you and send in your salary uh, uh, expectation. Mm -hmm. And what do you say? Do you go to the glass store and find out what's this, uh, uh, what's this, the salary range for that job? Like, what do you say? Like, what is it a range? You get them a number. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I do definitely look at Glassdoor for those particular um types of uh, to to see. Well, okay, it pays this much here, it pays this much, and so going ahead and doing that and dividing it. Also, you got to think about how many years of experience that you're bringing to the particular position. Um, <clears throat> don't start off too low because more than likely they're gonna cut you off anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you're gonna go ahead and start off like a lot higher. You know. Uh, because just in case they do, because you have to be ready for the negotiation that they're going to possibly provide a counter offer that's going to be lower than what it is. So I would honestly add in about five thousand or maybe ten thousand dollars more than what it is that you really want. And so since you brought up you brought up the word, I'm just going to bring it up. So negotiation mm -hmm. statistics is proven that women are horrible negotiators when it comes to um, when it comes to salary negotiation. Um, I consider myself to be really savvy when it comes to that. I think in every company I've worked, I've realized that people of my peers, I always make more than them wow. because I tend to push a little bit to get what I want. So, you know, when it comes to females, uh, you, you being a woman, you running a company and really focus on helping women. What is the negotiation? Uh, uh, um, how, what, what kind of tricks? Do you have for a woman to really negotiate to get the fair salary? You well, first of all, you you have to. A lot of times, women won't even ask. That's why we have the whole thing of that we're, we're we're horrible negotiators. A lot of women just go ahead and take what it is that's being presented to her. And so, just like how you're practicing that, um, just how just like how you're practicing the interviews on those in on those mock interviews, you need to make sure that you're also practicing asking for money asking asking for what the money is going to be and so you have to um one thing is you have to be able to show write out like top like your top three things on what it is that you can provide and so it's like hey you know well i come to i'm coming to the coming to the table and i have you know 10 years of experience doing this and i can see this is this is what it is that you want <clears throat> Um, I, uh, you know, that you have advertised, you know, during the interview, I noticed that you had mentioned that these are the things that you want. And well, I have experienced this and this is how I was able to solve this particular problem before. And so for that particular reason, um, I would like to ask for ABC XYZ money. And so it's like whenever you whenever you're asking for it, ask for it, but showing 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 some of your cards. Another thing that another question that uh, I have for you is, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in an interview and they ask you to tell them something, um, I, I don't want to use the word negative, but it says something that is not, you know, that is not positive about yourself and how you overcame that. And so mm -hmm. what what I've seen, because I've been in a lot of interviews, if people come and they say something positive. That is like, oh, you know, uh, 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 I tend to really do the, uh, um, stay over and do my job. And so, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of positive, but it's kind of negative because, you know, I will stay at work a lot of times. So what is it like you as a consultant, you who um, a career coach, what do you tell your, you know, your clients? Like, what do you say when you're, when you've been asked that question? It is. You do have to put that little spin on it. You know, it can't okay. be just ridiculously, you know, just like negative. You know, one of the things that. Oh, um, so what are your weaknesses and how did you yeah, overcome that? Exactly. Yeah, that one. So, you know, uh, one of the things um, that you can that you can say is that, yeah, you go ahead and you bring up uh, some particular type of like negative thing. But you always have to make sure that you're displaying to them that I am working towards getting better at this particular thing. So uh, let's say that, you know, I used to not speak up, you know, uh, in meetings. Um, I used to um, always sit there and everyone always wondered what it was that I was, uh, what I was, you know, uh, wondering about or whatever. Yeah. And so for that, what it is that you tell them is, because uh, 
this used to be me. So this is like a real one. <laughs> and so um, I would also highlight to them. Uh, uh, however, I did take this training called Crucial Conversations and I've read the particular book. And so uh, that has actually been uh, uh, contributed to me, um, to the improvements. I've started to speak up a little bit more and I'm going to continue to work, uh, to work towards improving that. So that is one of the weaknesses that I have, but that I'm making sure that I'm working towards uh, getting better. You can still highlight it, but highlight it in the sense that uh, the positive in mind is that I'm working towards um, solving uh, or getting better or uh, pushing away this particular weakness, not not just the flat out positive. <laughs> yeah. And so um, it's crazy because, you know, it's you I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Sometimes I, I think it's like you just basically just BSing us. Like that doesn't even yeah, exactly it can it like, can't, it can't, and they know that it's like everybody has has weaknesses. Yeah. Everybody can like, give me a weakness that you know that can be measured, that can you that you were able to overcome in time. Like mm -hmm. you know, it's just I, it's be it'd be weird, and I just don't understand how they do it because it just makes no sense. Yeah. But moving into the next segment, I want to talk, I want us to really look at networking strategies. Okay. How to overcome the fear, like things that people say, you know, I don't do small talk. They, so how do they overcome the fear? Yeah, how do they overcome that fear? Yeah. Of, I don't do small talk. And you need to network if you're looking mm -hmm. for a job and branding yourself. Mm -hmm. They're, I'm gonna just say Nike, just do it. <laughs> and when I say, for real, when I say just do it, um, Network, network in an area to where uh, do practice in the sense, let's say, um, let's see here, happy hour. Happy hour is a uh, is can, can can be like a networking uh, place yeah. as well. And so if this is something that uh, is if networking or if if happy hour is something where you feel natural uh, natural there and you feel like calm, like relaxed and everything, that's a place where you can, where you can do it. A lot of times people thinking of like networking, it's just this job, uh, networking event. Networking can be done anywhere. And so you have to practice there somewhere where you're already comfortable at and then transfer, transfer that practice to an actual, uh, networking for particular jobs. And so, uh, with that, you need to make sure that, your resume is 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 ready for the particular you know jobs it is that you are uh, that you're looking for, making sure that you have like a nice you know uh, one liner. Hey, you know just Benny's uh, Benny's McCoy career yeah. consultant. You know uh, just something short and quick like what your title is, or more so what it is that the title it is that you're looking for. Okay, so I would say yeah, I would say I would say do those. Um, I would say also ask questions, you know, uh, what is that book? A book that I would recommend is, um, how to win friends. I want to say by Dale, by Dale Carnegie. Um, a lot of times people like to hear themselves speak. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when you're networking and you're looking for a particular job, you go ahead and you have that, um, you have the things it is that you're going to say so far as what your name is, what it is that you do, having just like a quick, a quick short story on who it is that you are, but you have to be willing to ask questions. And so you're asking them questions and you're drawing them in and they like, you know what that, the EJ show was cool, but the EJ, EJ is cool because I got to hear myself talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, don't, don't overpower the conversation, you know, making sure that it's, that it's well balanced and that you're asking them and that you're not just that, that, that you're not just seeing them as a doorway, uh, just to, just, just for a particular uh, job. You have to be genuine. Okay. So when is it okay for someone to change career or to change industry? When? <clears throat> when you find out that that this is not what it is that you want. I, I don't think that it's a certain time frame, you know, okay. uh, with that. Uh, you know, you. I would say you probably want to do it before you get too 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 daggone frustrated. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times what I tell people to do is you need to choose a career that aligns with your shoes. 
Um, and so with that particular statement, um, it's basically just making sure that you're finding out who it is that you are first. And so I feel like after you after you find out who it is that you are in regards to like those shoes, I'll spell it out for you. Like the S, the first S is for its significance. And that's to choose to choose your values. Uh, know what it is, what values it is that that you have. A lot of times people get into a particular position um, or a particular like employee. And a lot of times there is uh, friction or more so uh, misalignment. And it isn't that one one party is better than the other. It's just that we we're clashing, we're bumping heads because, hey, my values are here, but this particular other person's or uh, employer's values like are there. And so after you go ahead and you figure out, oh, we got some misalignment going on here. Well, you need to make sure that you go ahead and you <clears throat> and you're seeking another position. When you're finding out, hey, what it is that you're handy with, uh, that's the that's the H in there. And the handiness is just making sure that you're respecting your gifts. A lot of times people are well <clears throat> tired and exhausted and drained because they're not using their natural gifts, uh, their aptitudes. And uh, and with that is is something that comes naturally easy to you that is um that requires less time less energy and less effort and so um we're tired and we're drained because we're using so much energy we're working against the grain and you have to make sure that you are that you're using your god-given gifts that that it is that you have to make sure that you're honoring those <clears throat> The next one, objectives, you know, making sure that you are establishing your goals and that you're honored, you establish your goals and that you're honoring the goals. And so does this particular employer um, help me with meeting these particular goals that I've set out for myself? If not, then, yeah, it's time to go ahead and jump ship. It's time to go ahead and find someone that can help me uh, meet these goals, whether it be short, short term, midterm or long term goals. <clears throat> And the next E is, or the first E, I should say, within that is going to be excitement. Uh, does this particular position that I have, does it feed my passion? A lot of times people think, you know, like the old school is like, you know, you're supposed to just get a job. Like, no, you you need to be interested in this particular position as well. Because if you're not interested, it's definitely going to affect uh, the work it is that you're that, that you're displaying. And it's going to affect your um, your evaluation as well. The next E um, is actually to make sure that you're using your expertise. <clears throat> it's expertise. And so this is, does this job employ your skills or does this job that you're looking or does it uh, employ the skills that you are, uh, that you would like to obtain? Okay. And so if it's not, that's another reason why you need to go ahead and you need to jump ship. And the last, uh, the last one that I have is S is style. And so does does this job honor the personality? Um, and when I say personality, um, EJ, you're you're more like, OK, so you're a host, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to guess and say you might possibly be extroverted a little bit more extroverted. I mean extrovert. <laughs> OK, you know, so imagine you being on the job, you're extroverted and they have you in the office all by yourself. You have no meetings. Um, does that job honor your personality? Lord, no. That's why I do not like working from home. <laughs> I hate it. I know. I understand. I understand. So for you, you have to make sure that you are making sure that you are attending those, uh, those Zooms, uh, those Zoom meetings that you had. And you have to make sure that you are, you know, getting your chance to to speak and contribute to those particular ones. And so, um, and, and you're, and so with that, you've probably an external processor as well. And so you're thinking when you're speaking, you're thinking, you know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or when you're thinking, you're speaking. And so that's how you're, you're coming to your conclusion. Not necessarily the first thing that comes out of your mouth is what it is your last point, but you, but I have to make sure you're, you're making sure that you're just, you know, Hey, this is how I'm solving like the problems now. Um, I would say that all of those things, that's why I say choose a job that that um, choose a job that aligns with your shoes. All of those are the things that's needed because it can't just be one. You know, one out of that is one out of six. That's a horrible percentage. 
And a lot of times we focus on just one thing. We focus on just that skill. We focus on just that I'm interested in or just because I got a homie that works over there. It's, it's so much more. It's so much more than that. And so um, if you're if you're off with those and I, and I know that it might be difficult to kind of sort of meet one, but uh, or not meet one, but meet them all, so to speak, at one particular job. But it better be close to that four, that that four or five um, out of six, because it's you know you can work towards it. You can get one. Like if you're at a zero out of six, work towards getting one that's towards a two or three out of six, and just keep on progressing until you have your quote unquote the perfect job for you. There's no quote unquote perfect job, but there's a perfect job for that you can find for yourself. And I like that you say that when you talk about the perfect job for you, because mm -hmm. I think over the years, what I've seen is there are a lot of people who are chasing money and they yeah. don't find a career. They don't yeah. find a career, mm -hmm. they're just chasing money. And so what I've noticed is that after two to three years, they're burnt out and they're looking for more money. So they jump to another job. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just speak on that and just give us some understanding of, yes, we want money, Yes, we want to pay our bills, mm -hmm. but you also need to understand that it's your You're not going to make get happy for people who get out of college and make at least sixty five k. I'm like so happy for them, right? Um, Congratulations! But some of, us, some of us started some places that it couldn't even pay for car note. Right, you know, that wasn't that wasn't my story either. Like yeah, I started, you know, I started, you know, a little, yeah, a little bit. I started lower than that, much yeah. lower than that. No, yeah. I made it up, and now you know, I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. I ain't making all the money in the world, but my career is my career. It's the right fit for me. So, how can you educate people on, you know, the chasing money stuff? Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> They, I would need, to, I would probably speak to them about what is it about the money because it seems like they're more so chasing like a lifestyle. You're keeping up with the Joneses, and the Joneses was broke, right? Yeah. Um, and so with that, um, they need to find out. I, I think one way to to stop that is to find out what really, uh, to find out what really causes them to be fulfilled. Um, because money fades, you know? Um, and so the, the whole thing that I was just highlighting, like on the whole shoes, they need to figure out what it is that they need to figure out their set of shoes. <clears throat> Cause you can be making a lot of money at some particular position and, um, ridiculously like unfulfilled and you making it seem like you happy in, in all this, but it's, it's, I would say definitely tell people to be careful from doing that because you have people that are making this money, but then they have like all of these particular like health concerns, you know, it, it can cause frictions, you know, within the marriage, but Hey, I'm, but I got the money, you know what I'm saying? Or, or not just within marriage, just also within your other, uh, within your friendships, you know? And so you have to really think about this and say, okay, what is it that is really important to me? Uh, what is it? Is it this money? You know, you have to point point this out. Okay, so if I'm choosing this money, does that? Uh, how is this money that it is that I that I have? How is how how is that affect all of the other different relationships and uh, as well as with myself, as well as the people that I have around me? How how does that positively impact it or does it negatively impact it? And so we go through different talks, you know, uh, around that in. If the person still wants to go ahead and choose that money, then you go ahead and choose that money yourself. But you ain't going to say that I recommended you to go ahead and continue to choose that money. <laughs> you know, it's every everybody's, you know, prerogative. I can provide like the coaching. I can provide the consultation. But if someone does not want to take that particular advice and they want to go ahead and then, hey, um, then I'll go ahead and. And that's then that, like I said, that's the prerogative. That's what they want to do. But I would definitely say they need to find out what it is that that's truly fulfilling to them. So the way they can get out of that, um, the rat race. So um, I like that. I really enjoy that because I think, you know, um, I've had, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I was just like, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. Um, and I love my job. Mm-hmm. I love my job. I love what I do. I really appreciate, uh, uh, um, you know, the compliments from my, from the, my, the trainees. I like what we do. I enjoy it. I love education. 
basically. Mm -hmm. So anything with medical education, I, I go for it. But I want to go to, um, I just want to give a twist on it. I always have it. I got to bring a little twist. I know. I know you got the twist. Either. I have a little twist. You know, <laughs> you have the, they have these ideas of people when they are looking for a job. They're really, they have an issue when it comes to their names. You know, they have this names thing where it's like, you know, um, for example, with Venice McCoy. Venice McCoy could be a white woman. And oh. so when people are doing their resume, their names is an issue for them. It's like, you know, like I've seen people like, well, uh, uh, put initials and just the last name. And then when they come to the interview, you say, oh, it's Shin. They say, oh, no, the H stands for this. And I'm just like, why didn't you just put your phone name? But then I have read over time is because people feel that their names sell them out when it comes to different um, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So do you have any thing on that? Yeah. 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 So for me, I've worked more in in the uh in the federal uh uh-huh. sector. And so you're forced to use your forced to go ahead and use your real name. You All know? your names. Uh yeah, it's it's the it's that that full government name is there. Um <clears throat> Again, just like we spoke about earlier with the hair, um, do you want somebody that is this, that's going to go ahead and just discriminate? You know what I'm saying? Discriminate against you. You are kind of sort of, you can kind of set yourself up for a little bit of the failure. You know, um, the only way that I that I feel like someone probably should not um, use their name is the, depending on the name that they that they mom. This is a true story. Okay. Um, they graduated this this these these particular guys they graduated before uh i did at the high school that i that i went to uh but their mom had actually uh named them i want to say it was uh cracking cocaine or cracking marijuana uh like that was their for real like government name and so that would be the only way what i would probably say possibly someone using like an initial or something like that because that one can you know kind of sort of it shouldn't be because hey i didn't choose my name um but that would probably be the only reason why or what was that other television show it was probably mari a long time ago where this woman gave her baby it was the longest it was one of those guinness book world record names i kid you not like it was it was like from here <laughs> the five six different and that was like her first name i forgot like it was Laquisha da 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 it was a whole bunch of names listed like together. And so those would be like the only reasons why I would say like not to. I do know that some people can discriminate, but sometimes at the forefront, that discrimination was probably saving you from some headache, from some stress, you know, uh that is not good because I've gone through that, you know, particular stuff myself. Um, so um I would I I kind of uh, would rather, you know, you have some people, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from originally, you know, from Oklahoma and so in Oklahoma people are a little bit more, uh, a little bit more upfront with a racism, you know, so, uh, yeah. and I so, you know, and so, Oklahoma experienced that. you know, <laughs> and this is don't like that. But then, you know, up here, up, up, up in DC, it's like, it's real subtle, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, okay, do I really, do I want uh, to know who my enemies are, so to speak, or do I want somebody that's going to quote unquote hug me while stabbing me in the back at the same time? And so I kind of, it's like, if you don't like me, then just tell me you don't like me and stop trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well then I'm not going to continue to try to push um, and waste my energy uh, towards this particular employer just because my name is Bonquisha. I uh, know that's right. Because, you know, with that, like, and that's the thing that I don't like, you know, it's, it's so many different things, you know, with, with, with culture, EJ, it's like, um, a lot of times, like we've lost like the meanings behind these particular like names and things like that, 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 that was associated with it. You know, you have Queens, uh, Queens and Kings that had some of the quote unquote difficult names, uh, to, uh, to be able to pronounce, but, uh, difficult to who? Exactly. I like what you say that. And I just, I don't want us to, but 
we had this conversation at work where, you know, one of my coworkers is Nigerian and her name, and when her name came down and I pronounced her name and somebody said, oh, yeah, you will know how to pronounce it. And I said, excuse me? What that's supposed to mean? She said, oh, because you're from Africa. I said, no, 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 that has nothing to do with it. It's phonetic. Her yeah. name is two syllables. Put it together and we'll be fine. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with where I'm from. All, all it is is phonics. You need to know yeah. the phonics. And it's two syllables and put it together. Yeah. But you I, just, you just from the whole entire continent of Africa, huh? Yeah. I, like, are you kidding me? And so that's what I think. I think with the whole name thing, people forget to realize that your name, there are meanings behind your name. There are names that people are willing to learn and say. But why mm -hmm. you can't learn to say my name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we but, have to. We, we have to make sure that we're not buying into the negative connotation no, that's associated with, that. with black and Africanness, you know, so exactly. to speak. Um, and we give them the upper hand when we <clears throat> when we go ahead and oh, let me go ahead and you know initiate this or whatever. Let me, you know, provide a different name. It's like if that's exactly. your name. Nobody's doing that. But anyway, um, for you know, people who are just getting out of high school, um, or getting out of high school, want to go into the workforce, or leaving college and want to go into the workforce, um, how do you how do people choose a career? Because I don't think people understand your major in college for those who graduate from college might not per se be your career path. Mm -hmm. So how do people distinguish between my career path and me just finding a job? Ooh, I would say you have to ask questions. A lot of times what I tell people to do is uh, to have um, <clears throat> to have other interviews um, with uh, partic particular positions that, that you think that you might be interested in. Just because you, um, I call them informational interviews. And the informational interview isn't something where I'm trying to particular, particularly get a job, but no, I'm asking, um, I'm going to go find someone, excuse me, maybe possibly in my circle that um, has a particular position or title that I might be interested in, or they work in that particular field. And so you need to make sure that you're asking questions, seeing what, uh, seeing, you know, uh, what lifestyle does this uh, help them to be able to afford? Not asking them for the particular how much money that they make, but asking, hey, you know, what are the different type of projects, you know, that, that, that you get to work on? Um, and asking them, you know, like, what type of personality do you have? Like, how did you how did you get to this particular like position? And so coming to them with a certain with a certain set of like questions um that's one way for them to go ahead and to choose another way for you to choose is to make sure that you are people gone i know people ain't gonna like this word but it's called volunteering yeah and so if you volunteer somewhere that is how you're going to get more um more experience to see hey do i like this or do i not not only the experience but you also get exposure because you could you you never know one of my uh, my coaches she says um you never know um who has the power to bless you you know mm -hmm. and so with you just volunteering on a, on a position yeah you're not necessarily getting any money for it so to speak uh but you're gaining some some valuable like experience um you're getting other people you're getting in rooms with other people uh working with other people that has the power to go ahead and to bless you and so um and maybe they don't necessarily have a position there but this i mean people network all the time and so someone's like hey and they might hit you back up like such and such over there had a position um and your name could be one of the first ones on because of what it is that you did on this particular job and so that's how people get to get to seeing about uh what it is that they that they really want uh the career it is that the career that they that they truly want to do and you say that and i'm a testimony to that i volunteered in college at a, a certain hospital in baltimore and that was my first job but i worked there for six months and realized volunteering was was when i volunteered it was great but when i started working there i believe that was not my culture it was okay. not the environment that I needed to be in order for me to grow. Volunteering there provided me with the experience, provided me with the resources, just the opportunity to see the different side of healthcare when it comes to public health. But that was not the environment I was supposed to be in because, and then I just learned where I needed to go. But that was my first job right out of college. 
mm-hmm. for and then I moved on to something else. And so uh, I think volunteering is great. People who don't like to volunteer, I tell you, it's amazing because you. It, it, it's, it saves you from a headache. Like and to trust figure out, like I mean, you might you might not. It's like somebody just jumping from. Um, hey, somebody said that this person is 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 fine, so I'm about to go ahead and get with them. It's just like let's go ahead, let's let's date first. Yeah, let me, see let's date a bit. Let me get and then you go ahead and you and you get married, and that's not you know what I'm saying, and 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 that's not what it is. It's like no, you right. have to take your time to get to know that particular employer, to get to know that particular like position, to see does this fit who it is that you are. So I know you you are you're really focused on career alignment. And so I just want to see if you have any advice for our young watchers who are leaving high school and going into college and trying to be a lawyer, a doctor, or engineer. And they forget about everything else because the only thing about it is the money. Any advice for them who are coming out of high school? What they should, how they should prepare themselves? Bless their hearts. Bless your hearts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. First, I'm going to say this. Uh, thanks for that question. But what, what, what I'm going to say is that I wish that society would stop drilling just STEM into our young people's uh, heads. You know, uh, there's so much more to offer than that. You know, um, it's great. Yes, it's great money. Um, but that's not necessarily for you. You know, for instance, I thought that. When I was when I was in high school, one of the things that I kept on hearing that was drilling into our heads was, "Hey, um, there's a shortage in nursing, and uh, if you get nursing, then you're gonna be set, you know." And it's just like you're already a caring individual. It's just like yeah, yeah just because you're a caring individual doesn't mean that that particular field is for you. And so we get we we do that, and we I feel like the older generation sets them up. Failure, so to speak. So one thing that I that I'll say um, that they need to do is they have to take the responsibility um, that this is my life, and I'm going to do something that is fulfilling to me, whether or not I have the support of my friends, or whether or not I have the support of uh, mainstream or social media or even my parents yeah. because I know a lot of times the parents will go ahead and they'll and they're going to be the ones like no you have to go ahead and you have to be this engineer or you have to be this doctor or you have to be you know those particular things um I would say that they need to make sure that they are paying attention to those those I'm telling you those natural gifts is very very important and so they have to make sure that what it is that they're doing, um, what are the particular jobs that highlight, uh, that allows me to actually use the gifts that I have? Because if you're not using those, it's like they, it's like a cry out like for help. You kind of can feel like, like you're drowning, yeah. um, so to speak, you know? And so just because you're making that money and that's, that, that's not it. It's like, it's, it's so, it's so exhausting when you're not using your natural ability. So I would say they need to take ownership of their own life and they need to they need to make sure that they're paying attention to some of those things that they were probably doing way back yonder as a kid that they was liking, uh, but someone turned them away from it. Or someone said, hey, you talk too much. And it's like, no, my talking, maybe I need to, uh, to, to have boundaries around my talking but my talking is actually a gift that God has blessed me with. And I need to make sure that I am using that gift to, to make sales, to make changes within the corporation, um, to lead change. Like these are things that, um, that they have to make sure that they are actually like paying attention to and that they can actually use those at a particular like position. So those would be like, those would be the main two. Um, and with that, like I said, go ahead and do the information or interviewing and making sure that you're getting some type of exposure um, by possibly like volunteering or asking to shadow someone. Well, Ms. Venice McCoy, <laughs> Venice Consults, there has been an amazing one hour with you. This was a live show on the conversation. 
I enjoy you. The ideas were flow. You gave us so much information for us to go back and read on. Um, again, for those who are trying to get a new career, those who are trying to, you know, just align yourself in what is it that you want to be when you grow up, contact my girl, Venice Consults on Instagram. Um, she will be at your service. Her videos are amazing. Um, I want to say thank you again so much for honoring your invitation for being here. It was a pleasure. And of course, you are on the conversation, girl. I've spoken in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much, EJ. I enjoyed. Thank you so much for extending the invitation. I enjoyed being here for you. Okay. And <laughs> guys, you all have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week, Thursday. Yes. Yeah.